What does it mean to be engaged in today's workplace? How do we inspire, inform, and connect a working community? How do we build a culture of irreplaceability, trust, and listening to keep people on board and rowing together? Welcome to Post-COVID Leadership Advice. This series is all about building a workplace culture where people feel heard, supported, informed, and connected. This is a roadmap for leaders at any level, at any organization. Welcome, welcome to Post-COVID Leadership Advice. I am your host, Fiona Passantino. I am a workplace culture engagement and communication specialist. I love helping leaders and teams work better together, and I love watching professionals level up. So today, we are going to learn how to make ChatGPT your bitch. Leaders today need to be visible, not just physically present for their teams, but they need to be digitally there. They need to be producing posts. They need to be creating thought leadership content at the end of a really long day when they've had meetings and they've been out with stakeholders and clients. At the end of the day, they're expected to produce an 800-word essay on the latest uh, changes in their industry and it has to be brilliant and it has to be posted everywhere and then three or four times a week uh, leaders are expected to post wonderful chat reels and uh, anyway it, it's exhausting so chat GPT could be your best new friend and pretty soon behind every successful leader you will have an open chat GPT browser tab and the reason why this application seems to be taking the world by storm is because it has huge potential. It might not be there yet for every application, but it is scary enough to the creative writers out there and the content creators and the marketing professionals uh, that uh, people are pulling out their hair and uh, imagining this horrible future of digital therapists and digital bosses and digital uh, wives and husbands because this thing already is so very good. In the end, though, it is just tech, and it's a very shiny new object. It has some amazing uh, capabilities and some weaknesses as well. It is not magical. It's not Harry Potter flying to the moon in a giant bus magic. It is tech. It can be used for particular types of content generation for those times when we need copy for specific purposes, and there are times when the human is better. And it's often wrong. So be aware of all of these kinds of things. We're going to have a quick look at what it is and how we can use it in such a way uh, for people who have no idea about this kind of stuff and just want to be casual users. So what is it and where did it come from? It's short for Chat Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. That is such a sexy name. Oh, my God. And it's the new artificial intelligence language model of the moment. It was developed by a research organization called OpenAI, founded in 2015 by a group of smart, rich people like Elon Musk and Sam Altman and a few others. And the organization's mission was and is to create and promote AI technology to benefit humanity. Right. Since then, it has had a frankly terrifying exponential uptake among normal people having reached about 100 million monthly active users just two months after launch. And of all the applications out there that we love and know, like Instagram and Spotify, it is the fastest path to 1 million 
in numbers of days after launch than any other that we want. So Instagram was uh, hit a million users after 75 days. Spotify hit a million users after 150 days. And ChatGPT hit that benchmark after just five days after launch. So we're talking about a dizzying success story among uptake and early adopters. How does it work? So this application starts by processing the commands that you enter and structuring its response around patterns it recognized. So input is tokenized, which means it's transformed into numerical representation, or for those of us out there who are not computer people like myself, lots and lots of little zeros and ones. And this is the kind of language that computers speak. So it's translated into that speak, and then it is run through this kind of black box of probability and thanks to a data set of about 45 terabytes of material from websites, from books, from online sources, and it generates a set of likely responses. And these are ranked by probability of being correct. And the top ranked one is what is spit back. Now, how this response is generated is extremely complex. The more complicated the input, the harder it is to trace this probability tree back to understand how this ranking is made and how it even chooses which one is the best answer. And this is kind of what we call this black box neural network, which is a fancy way of saying that even the smart people who made it don't really understand how it works, which should be just fine, we hope. For us, for now, we will use ChatGPT to generate headlines, product descriptions, marketing materials, training content, social media posts, those thought leadership articles, ideas for reels, job applications, school essays, anything that just needs those words, 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 words that are the filler around those ideas that you have come up with yourself. So let's say you would really love to write a thought leadership piece about a certain article, about a certain idea, such as why is ChatGPT so dangerous and why will it destroy humanity? Give me 800 words about it and they will just march away and do just that. So you are free from the words, words, words part of your creation process. And you can really focus on the fun, complex, and strategic creative part that you probably prefer to do anyway. Let's look at five very concrete use cases for people like you and me to generate ideas. So very often as a creative, you're looking at this blank page, this slack jawed, your eyes glaze over, you don't know what to write about. But here you can just enter a topic or a keyword and then just say, give me a few ideas as to what to write about. And up pops that first little spark and then that will get your engine running. So imagine you have your vegan, keto, no sugar, no salt friend uh, over for dinner and you have no idea what to cook for them. Those are the old days before this wonderful application. You can simply plug that in and you will get a lovely series of meals uh, with an appetizer and a soup and a salad course and a dessert and includes a shopping list. If you have a colleague who's having a bad day, you can ask the uh, chatbot to write a lovely heartfelt warm email to make them cheer up and then you can take it from there. So that's one wonderful way, generating ideas. The second is for writing articles and blog posts. So once you have an idea, enter a topic, a set of parameters, the target audience, the tone, the style, the length, the language, 
and it will create a text that meets those requirements. So if you were to enter something like write 200 words about why Bitcoin investing is dangerous, it will just do that. So be very clear. The third nice case is editing and proofreading. So if you are a non-native speaker and you're expected to produce text in this said language that is not your language, this is can be a very, very handy tool indeed. So you can dump in text that is written in your native language, dump it in and allow your friend to edit and proofread the content, rearrange things in a certain way that sounds a little bit better. That means grammar, syntax, style, and spit it back to you. You can say, oh, well, Google Translate will do this for you. This is better. This is just a better tool and it's going to be correct. And you can also tell it to reverse translate and you'll see that once you see your own text in your own language again, then that's how you can tell, ooh, this is quite a bit better than I'm used to. Another wonderful way to use this is to generate headlines and names and titles. So you have a new project, you have a new company, a new kitten. You can ask ChatGPT what to call it and you get a lot of nice ideas to get you started. All right, so let's just do this. How do we go ahead and get started? Take a deep breath and you dive right in. You go to Google, you ask for OpenAI, and you start creating an account. This is just like any other account, like an Uber Eats account for the first time. You log in, you have a two-step verification process, and then you need to wait a few hours to be approved. This is free. It's in a research phase for now. So they are dealing with people's requests uh, one at a time, let's just say, and you don't get an account right away. You have to wait to be approved. I'm not sure what the parameters are there, but it makes you feel special when you get that email and that's good enough for me. Once you get in, you have your login, you have to promise to only use ChatGPT for good. So no spamming, no hacking, no building bombs, no creating new viruses. Find that gray box at the bottom. And once you've gotten through uh, these kinds of uh, affirmations, let's call them, you can get to work. When you find that box, you enter your prompt, which is what you call the command that you're telling it to do. And you hit send and that's all you need to know. It works from top to bottom. The old things at the top and the new stuff is at the bottom. So you have to scroll down to see it. And it usually starts generating in seconds. And if you see right away that you're on the wrong track, you just have to press the stop generating button and start all over. Or you can go back to your original prompt and tweak it and hit send again. And then it will start all over again. And that's all you need to know. It is really that simple. So you can start literally within 30 seconds to have your first results. So how do you make this wonderful new tool your own? How do you make it your bitch? Because sometimes people feel like, oh, it's more powerful than I'm used to, but there are ways that you can prompt like a pro. First of all, it needs some really clear, very specific parameters. This will help generate more accurate and relevant results. You can make those prompts really, really long. You can make it as long as the actual thing you're trying to generate or longer, as long as it's really, really clear. And this is a matter of practice. You can also go on YouTube and find hundreds of suggestions uh, online from experts who can give you a bit of helping hand about this. So when you are 
using it. You have to use your own judgment and editing skills. So the second tip is to refine and revise. So whatever is coming out is usually double the amount of words that are needed to make a point. It does really, really well with kind of straight up explainer pieces. It is not very good with opinion. And it is very, very bad with humor. And it is terrible when you ask it to have like a friendly tone of voice because what comes back is just eye-rollingly condescending. So be aware of what can do, what it can't do. Humor in general is an area where humans tend to outperform the bot no matter what. I still have not seen anything that I would be finding funny in any way from any bot. So be aware that you do have value still for at least another year or two and make sure that the humor part is your own. So results may be wrong. You see that warning box at the bottom. That is not a joke. May occasionally generate incorrect information. Since 80% of the internet is occasionally garbage and this creature feeds off the food of the internet, you can be sure that the majority of the facts that it comes back with will need to be checked. So this means the old human comes back and does some old-fashioned manual research to look up every single statistic because likely none of the references that this uh, bot will spit back at you will lead to any verifiable information or actual live articles. Include the number of words uh, for the final result. So if you say write a 200-word landing page for a real estate website in Southern Florida, it will just go ahead and do that. If you don't specify how many words, it will generate whatever number of words it thinks it needs to get the job done, which is very often too many. And finally, try to avoid biased or sensitive content. ChatGPT is fed with the internet, which is full of opinion and human slant, racism, discrimination, and plain old meanness. While it is programmed to avoid a lot of this kind of uh, sentiment in its return, if you avoid it altogether, you just avoid wasting your time. So consider your prompt wording, avoid topics that could be misinterpreted as offensive, and signal this bot to go into a rabbit hole of radicalism that you don't want it to go. And so you can nip it in the bud by being very, very clear and leaving opinions out of it. So finally, just stop generating. Using this wonderful tool does require a balance of managed expectations, a little bit of technical skill, some creativity, practice, and a bit of planning. You just use it in a strategic way that works for you. Some people love it to start it off with great ideas. Some people like it to flesh out the articles. It's great for getting started. It gets our motors running. It comes up with wonderful ideas. And it's a whole lot easier than coming up with it on our own. So welcome to your new life as a GPT-powered cyborg creative writer. Good luck out there. Thank you for being a part of this episode. Subscribe, follow, so you never have to miss another one. These ideas are based on the comic books for executive series. Go to